Hello, welcome to the Paderborn podcast. It feels a little bit weird saying those words, those four words or five words. We are back from what has been a weird month, I think it was. The last podcast, the last ever podcast we did before. This one obviously was Hanover with a cracking nil-nil away in Hanover. Obviously, it was that week where Paderborn didn't play Heidenheim on the Saturday because of, or was it Sunday? One of the two. Because of um, the weather and that game was rescheduled. That game has been played. There's been a lot of football, basically, that we need to go through. And just for the plan of the episode, really, it's going to be me for the first half of the podcast, just talking about the games, what's happened, and basically a little overview on every single match. And then we'll bring in... Um, some guests for the second half of the podcast to talk a little bit more of the big ideas for Palabon in the second half of this season, which we now have the full dates of every single game which is going to happen. Palabon do have one more English week to go, plus a couple of Friday matches. Not as many Saturday matches as I would like, but it doesn't matter because we are kind of in a position now where the season is kind of irrelevant really for for the results or when the game's going to be played you know you know in the 2018-19 season for for Parabon it was like when are we going to play are we going to play before Kern are we going to play before um Hamburg teams like that you know Union are we going to play before them we're going to play after them well, who are they playing it doesn't really matter anymore for us um which is basically what's happened this season so yeah, in the first half, I'm going to go through the games, what happens at a reasonable pace. Well, I'll try and keep it quite um, fun. And then the second half, we'll get Marvin Niels, maybe some others, in to um, speak about what is actually happening in this season. Because since that Hanover match, Padabon have won two games out of one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six games, so we've won two out of six, we've lost two and we've drawn two. So, yeah, first game we have is SV Sandhausen, which, funnily enough, was that, that week where we were talking about in the Hanover podcast and we said Paderborn had six, uh, sorry, six games, <laughs> three games in six days. This was the first of the three, and at the Bentarina, after the snow, it was all cleared, and... Um, Dennis Chaveni gave Palabon the leveller on 36 minutes after uh, Bessar Halimi got the 15th minute goal, which when that went in, I mean, I'm trying to remember here, but when that went in, it was a bit, it was a bit like, is this really happening? Because Sanhausen had sacked their coach just before the game. It was um, Stefan Kulovic who um, was interim, or is, I think he is still interim actually, but... It was his first match, and people were saying were well, Sandhausen basically are in a bit of a pickle, and they were before that. But coming into Paderborn, they had the lead. Then Shabeni got his first um, non-penalty goal since I think it was since Jan, not January. I think it was since I have to have a look. Um, I do have it somewhere. It was since uh, Andrew Bronsvig. That's it. When he scored, him and. Um, Chris Furish scored quite close to each other. And then the winner for Palabon came from Christopher Answiage. I'm pretty sure it was his first Zweiter Bundesliga goal of the season. 
Then Stoffler got the assist, and Paderborn actually did win that game. But if you look at it, <laughs> Sandhausen actually did probably deserve a draw or a, a win, to be honest. They were actually really good. Look at the statistics. Paderborn nudged it on possession, 53%. But Sandhausen had more shots, more shots on target, more corners, more shots inside the box. They had 11 shots inside the box. It was um, a really, really big game for Leo Zingley in the Paderborn goal, who got a 7.6 rating um and yeah game one of that six game streak that we've missed was Sanhausen a big win for Paderborn really um just keeping us in it really I think once Paderborn won that game you saw you had Heinheim Reinsberg Darmstadt coming up you thought well you know wins are gonna happen maybe um but no that didn't happen and then three days later against Heidenheim on the Wednesday night it was a lucky point again um well, I'd say lucky, but Paderborn were the better team. Um, and it was a... Paderborn went 1-0 down again, pretty much identically to how they did it against Sandhausen. It was on the 15th minute mark. Tim Klein did kind of like Klein dienst with the goal. Um, Paderborn came back with Dennis Sabeni. This time it was a penalty. It was a really weird one. I think Sean Lau was the guy who won the penalty, but... Not really sure what it was for. It was a push in the box, something. And then Heinheim went back in the league. Christian Kuhlretter with the 77th minute goal. And you were thinking, oh, come on. And then saved at the de at the death. Dennis Shabeni put it in. I think it was uh, Sven Michel who passed it to him and all this. But yeah, Parabon got a point against Heinheim. And then to finish off that Wednesday night, it was Tuesday night to Friday night. Jan Rungsberg, and this was an awful match. Well, it wasn't awful. It was very, very dominant for Sepada Bon. They had 18 shots, 7 on target. Um, four corners, two big chances. Missed. 13 shots inside the box. And um, it was a loss, and it was uh, Sebastian Sturzer with the 53rd minute goal. But it was more important that this was overshadowed by the fact that Jan Regensburg had COVID cases. Their coach um, was unable to, to coach his team on the day of the match. And he was actually coaching his team on the morning of the match. So once he got the positive test, he obviously didn't coach the team. But he did coach the team on the on the, on the the morning. So Regensburg had to go into a um, quarantine. And that was really, really... Weird stage for Esopadamore because you thought, is there a chance this English variant that had been brought over to Germany, could it could it spread? And I mean, it was a very unknown position, but luckily for Paderborn, it didn't. And then a week and a bit after that, we had to play Darmstadt at the Bentley Arena. And this was a lot of fun again. <laughs> it was a lot of fun again. Again, Paderborn went 1-0 down. So Dadusen with the goal in 19 minutes. Quick comeback from Dennis Sabeni got his another goal from open play on 24 minutes Chris Furish with a 55th minute goal to put Paderborn 2-1 up it was a brilliant time then I was you know putting in the chat we're never winning this um we're never winning this because you know what Paderborn's like and I was right Tim Starker had a goal disallowed on 67 minutes for offside on um Serdad Dursun but then Paderborn gifted them a goal just a minute later. Marvin Melem, who funnily enough, I predicted him to have a masterclass the day before. 
he scored on 68 minutes. And then to finish off the comeback, Seda Dusan put it 3-2. Paderborn never got back from that. Massive chance at the end for Princess Ewusu. He missed. Um, but yeah, Paderborn back-to-back losses. And a really, really annoying loss again. I mean, Darmstadt were very, very good to in this game, to be fair to them. They had just one more shot than us. Six more shots on target. Five big chances. Three big chances missed. They hit the woodwork and they had 15 shots inside the box. And there's a recurring theme here for us upon a bomb. They're allowing too many shots in the box. And what could this be? Maybe the lack of protection in front. I mean, I've been praising Ron, Ron Schaumburg all season. I think he's doing a great job, to be honest. And anything's an improvement to close Jesula from last season. But yeah, I think the defending is a real, real worry for Paderborn. And I say that, and then we go on to the Zach Pauli match, which was, yeah, brilliant. 2-0 win for us. Um, really wasn't expecting it. You know, we're coming into the game and we're thinking, oh, this is going to be awful now. Back-to-back losses against two relatively... I wouldn't say poor teams because Regensburg are not bad. Darmstadt aren't bad. They're really, I think, underrated this season, Darmstadt. They've got good players and they've just not really got to the form they should have. And this was the match where when we score first, we win the game, it seems like. It was Chris Fierich on seven minutes with a brilliant goal. And then we should have had a penalty, I think, on 30 minutes. It was offside, which was really tight if it even was offside on Sven Mikkel. And then Spassin shot now on... 70 minutes. We'll talk about Sean Lau in the second half of the podcast. Potential move to Norwich City. That's something for the second half of the podcast. But he scored um, to make it 2-0 uh, from a corner. So, Paderborn won. And they had one more game left until the international break. And that was against Karlsruhe. And, ha, ha, ha. We're getting back to this, are we? We are getting back to this. Philip Hoffman on two minutes. Ex-Paderborn scored against us. In the reverse match earlier in the season. He got a goal on two minutes. Um, yeah. When Paderborn go 1-0 down. It's going to be really difficult. It took them something like 60 games. To get back from 1-0 down. And win the game. And that was the last time they did that. was Kiel. And then they did it against Sandhausen for the first time. Um, in about 60 games or something. Philip Hoffman scored. On two minutes for Kalsra. And then they were going to, into half time. With the 1-0 lead. Um, and I was thinking, you know, we do not never make this easy for ourselves, but we did, in fact, get back into the game. Dennis Stabeni with another goal from open play on 53 minutes. It was a fantastic move, really. So Michelle was in the um, in the play as well. He did really good to pass it to Stabeni and Stabeni on. I think it was on his left or right foot. I think it was his left foot, to be honest. He doesn't score many on his left foot, and then. Paderborn tried to make changes to change the game. Yusvan was played really good, to be fair. Um, Sebi Vasiliadis um, came on as well as Maxi Talhammer. So Michel went off. Bit of midfield protection in there. and It was an absolute peach of a goal on 69 minutes for Chris Furish. Sebastian Schonla getting an assist, would you believe it? An absolute brilliant goal. Right foot, left foot, devastating as the meme goes. Paderborn were 2-1 up, and you were thinking, this has to be now back-to-back wins for the second time this season. But oh, no, 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 no. 
82 minutes, Babacar Gay came on. I said straight away, and I was like, oh. I was saying to myself, I was tweeting out, just let's just not say anything because he hasn't been that good this season for um, Karlsruhe. Really, you know, a bench player who's been coming off the bench and not really doing much. On 88 minutes, penalty to Karlsruhe, and I was thinking, oh, you are kidding me. We're never going to get a win. We're never going to get a win on Friday. And it was a fantastic save from Leo Zingler on Philip Hoffman. And I was absolutely raging before the penalty because Hoffman could have had a two goals from literally doing nothing. I mean, I don't think Hoffman was absolutely terrible in the game. You know, He's lost all of his pace. He's not a good player um, as such. But he always is in the right position, which if you compare him to Awuzu, completely different. Because Awuzu can actually, you know, he can hold the ball up a little bit. But Hoffman is just that striker and he's... Honestly, he's still really good. You know, I'm not taking that away from Philip Hoffman. He is a good player. Um, but yeah, that was saved the penalty in 88 minutes. So I was thinking, this is a bit of luck now. It is our day. We are finally going to win on a Friday. But oh, no, 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 no. We never do it easy, do we? Except uh, the week before against Zampali. But we won't talk about that. Um, Jamila Collins got a second yellow for time-wasting, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. He was taking, what, three or four, five seconds on the throw-in. The referee pulled out the second yellow, which I thought was embarrassing. We'll talk more about Jamilu in the second half of the podcast, because there's still a lot of things um, he's doing. Um, as I'm recording this podcast, he's less than two hours away from possibly making his 17th uh, international appearance. We'll see what happens with that. But then Babacar Gay, the ex-Pad the man who helped us get to the Bundesliga, scored on 92 minutes, and the game ended 2-2. So as I've said in that stretch, Paderborn only won two games out of the six. And when you look at it, it really should have been more. Heidenheim could have been a win as well. Jan Regisberg should have been at least a draw. Darmstadt was, yeah, just embarrassing really. And then... Zank Pauli was probably one of the best performances of the season for Paderborn, really. I think there was not much bad things in that game. I mean, they did have a couple of chances, Zank Pauli, to get back in level. And then if it was a draw, Paderborn would have probably bottled it again. But they didn't. They stood strong. And then Sebastian Schonlau um, coming up from a corner, which Paderborn have not scored much from corners. So, pretty pleased with that. Um but yeah, that is the end of my first part. I was just going through the matches. And we'll be back in just a minute for the proper part of the podcast, I'd say. I'll see you in just a second. Okay, it's part two of the podcast. And it does feel a bit weird to be saying these things after a month off. And we've got one guest for today's podcast. Probably, if you could guess who it would be, you'd probably guess right. It is Marvin. Welcome, Marvin. Hello. And it, yeah, are you happy that we are back recording podcasts? I know you've been asking me for a while to record, but we've been quite busy. Um, and it's the international break, so I guess um, you're happy to be recording again. It must be our favourite passion now, except get GeoGuessr. Yes, I, uh, I'm happy that we're back at recording because it kind of feels like uh, we, um, yeah, stopped, uh, yeah, we stopped doing these podcasts for 
yeah, forever. But uh, yeah, so I wanted to record again. I think we don't have to record every week, but uh, it was kind of weird that we didn't record for six matches or something like this or five. Um, so yeah, uh, do we want to start start talking about the friendly game yesterday? Um, yeah. yeah. What do you want to start with? Yep. So in the first part, as as you've listened to a minute ago, we I talked about the matches before the friendly game, but we've had um, one friendly game. Uh, it was yesterday, or was it? It was yesterday, wasn't it? Or was it, it was two yesterday. days ago? I think it was yesterday. At, yeah. Um, two p.m. jumped against against MSV Duisburg. I don't know how, how would you say it uh, in English, MSV Duisburg. Or, yeah, Duisburg. Uh, <laughs> okay, because in, in German, yeah, the the letters are pronounced in German, so you would probably have not gotten it right. So uh, yeah, we won five one against MSV Duisburg in a test at the uh, TNL set, um, and yeah, at the match, um, Akolo scored two goals. So um, and. Who else? Um, Terrazino. Terrazino and El Fatsui, or how he's getting called, the Yauf player, um, who got a change in the test. Um, so, um, yeah, as Akolo scored two goals in the game, do you expect him getting a change against Nuremberg or um, Bochum in the next matches? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, what do you say? Well, it seems like he had some sort of injury problem, and... Honestly, if he didn't have the injury problem, I would have expected him to have a chance before this. But we had another test match against um, Wolfsburg, the, the Wolfsburg's second team, and I'm pretty sure he played in that match as well. So he's been kind of playing in friendly matches and test matches. And he's, from what we've been seeing, he's been playing well. So I'm sure he's been impressing Baumgart into making the decision. But the problem is... Where is he going to play for us? Is he going to be left wing, right wing? Is he going to be striker? I don't know. What? What? I mean, what do you expect him? Left wing? Um, yeah, as I said, um, um, I think he's going to play on the left wing. But it could be every pers- position in the... Uh, yeah, every attacking position. But I expect it on the left wing because on the... Yeah, as a striker, we've got Srebeni, who was always playing. And as a... Um, right wing we've got um, Furich so I expect him to play on the left wing or as offensive um, midfielder you know as uh, where, um, where where who does play there usually e- either whether Jardes or um, Justvan or um, sometimes Ingelsson so I think um, yeah he could also play there but I um, yeah, expect him to play on the left wing and I yeah, I don't see him not getting chains because he uh, yeah did well in the test. We've uh, loaned him out. Um, yeah, he didn't get chains already. I was uh, wondering why he didn't get a chains against um, who was it against against Karlsruhe when Srebeni went off, um, and then Ingerson came on. I didn't understand that substitution. Yeah. Um, and not yeah that Akolo didn't get subbed on. So I um, yeah expect him to play against Nuremberg or Bochum. Yeah. Or both. I mean, what about Marco Terrazino? He's kind of not had enough chances to really think about what he can do for us. He again, he scored in the match, and the picture Paderborn used on their Instagram, the main picture was Terrazino. So, I mean, there's a lot of players that can play in his sort of position, but do you, 
expect him to get a chance, or do you think he's just not good enough for us? I think he's um, yeah. He already in the first half of the season he got um, some chances as a substitution player, and uh, got stepped on um, for yeah, for example, the just one in the sixth season minute of seventeenth minute. So expect uh, expected to um, yeah that he's like always being on the bench and uh, yeah getting subbed on, but not really as a um, starting yeah as a player who's in the starting eleven. Mm. So yeah. And um, also another thing is um, the other player who scored was Elf Fauci or something like this, uh, Yauf player of us. Um, so um, yeah, as we are in the um, yeah in the season, we are probably safe. We won't get um, in the relegation fight, promotion fight. Um, do you expect some Yauf players um, getting chances in the um, yeah in the last matches, or um, yeah players who? Uh, usually not yeah not get that many time to play do you expect them to get chances and do you want them to get uh, more pl time in the yeah in the last matches of the season yeah i really hope so because i think what's going to happen in the summer is i think we're going to have a lot of players leaving the club and that's going to mean there's going to be a couple more maybe bench places for young for the young players and the youth players so I think what Baumgart needs to do is he needs to create a list of these players and rank them how good they are and he's got to give them chances to do that and then maybe only three of the youth players will stay in the team or if they impress Baumgart maybe five will stay in but I think what needs to happen now is that we'll, we can talk about the financial trouble in, in future but we have got some good youth players and I would really like to see some of them get chances because we've seen with Ron Schallenberg that if you give the youth player the chance, he can, uh, and Dorfler, stuff like that, and, and I knew if you give them the chance, they can be good good players for you. And I, um, I think it would be good if he can give some chances because what is there now to play for? You know, if we lose a match, does it really matter anymore? No, it doesn't. But if we get a few youth players playing, I think that'll be pretty good for us. I mean, Surely you expect us to be playing some youth players as well? Yes, I do. So, uh, um, yeah, what I was wanted to ask is, um, yeah, who exactly do you want, do you expect to, um, yeah, get some time in the last matches? For example, do you expect Fauci to get um, some time in the, yeah, in the remaining games? Who scored yesterday? Yeah, I expect him you know he's apparently he can play right wing uh, right left right winger and can also play in as a second striker which is kind of what position um we've been kind of using this season so i would like to see him on i would like to see him be on the the bench instead of a wuzu who has been given many chances and has not played well enough to deserve to be on the bench anymore in my opinion and it's another Moroccan uh, player for Paderborn. He's got he can play for Morocco as uh, international. So yeah, I would love to see him um, play. But also, I would like to see some of the youth, uh, not youth, the, some of the lone players we have got to play. Someone like Nicolas Bergi, who we have got a buy thing, so we can buy him in the summer. I want to see if he's good enough because we can talk about the defending problems, and we can talk about Sean Lau. We can talk about 
Hunemeyer, who's going to be 36 next season. Honestly, I think we need to see what these players can do and we need to sort of get an idea of what they can do because someone like, for example, Marcel Correa, who's flopped, I think that's fair enough. I've gotten a bit of agenda on him, but we didn't know what Marcel Correa was going to do for Paderborn. If we know what these youth players are going to do, we can keep them and then um, use them, but you know, we spent money on Marcel Correa and it's not worked out, so I think it's good if we can get an idea of what these players can do, and um, it's the perfect time, honestly, because we're not next season. I think we're going to be not in promotion fight, but I think we're going to be up there, and then the season after, I think we'll really go for it. So this is the perfect time to try all these players and see what we can do. Yeah, I think um, yeah, as you said, it was as you were talking about uh, Marcel Correa. I uh, even wondered why we. Um, yeah, bought a player like him because we already got to, had two um, old um, defenders, uh, yeah, central backs at the moment, at this moment, <clears throat> with um, Hünemeyer and Strodig. So I was wondering why we bought a 31-year-old player, I think he is. And, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he doesn't um, yeah, succeed in the... Um, in the team right now, he's uh, he was playing against uh, Karlsruhe because Hunemeyer was suspended and Birgi um at I think he, I think he was injured so um he couldn't yeah play and I uh yeah. Do you expect him to leave in the summer because he I think he got a contract until two thousand twenty two or two thousand twenty three. Um, yeah. Do you expect him to leave in the summer or um stay because he probably won't get much chance. I think it depends. If we decide to get Bergie on as a, a real transfer, then yeah, I think he will leave. But the problem is if we we need, I think, about two or three central backs in the, the summer because Hunemeyer, yeah, he fights, but is he going to be just quick enough or even good enough at 36 year old, uh, years old in this league, which is very it's a really difficult league. I mean... I think it's the second, uh, the the, mo the the most difficult league and uh, second league in the world. So the problem is for Korea is he's been put into this position and he's got expectations because we did buy him for money, you know, and that's why I think youth players should be played instead of him because they will only get better while Korea is only getting worse every match, in my opinion. So um. Yeah, as you as we were talking about the central back position, uh, Birgi, um we loaned him from um, from who did we loan him again? Young boys band, right? Young boys, yeah. Um, yes, um, until the summer, and we got a um, how was it called? Uh, yeah, we we got a chance to buy him the summer. So um, yeah, but he didn't play against uh, until now, um, some uh, times because uh, yeah, he's yeah because Hunemeyer and Schundler are, are, are our starting players. And, um, yeah, sometimes because he was injured. So um, do you expect him to leave in the summer again? And, uh, yeah, do you think he's getting some, um, yeah, chains in the next weeks? Because I, um, yeah, I don't see why we should uh, buy him in the summer, as he didn't get chains until now. Well, yeah, for, for Bergie it's difficult because he has been injured. And, I mean, you can't really... Get, that's just un, that's just unlucky, isn't it? But 
The problem is for Bergie as well is when he was not injured, <laughs> there's Hunamai and Shonlau there who are obviously going to be yeah. the first choice. So to answer your question, if he doesn't get any chances soon, there's no reason for Paderborn to spend the money on him, which is not guaranteed to be a good player, you know? It's really difficult. It's a difficult situation for him, honestly. So what is the next topic? Or did you want to say anything else to this topic? Um, yeah, Svante Ingelsson, he, in my opinion, is nowhere near good enough and he's getting too many chances. And in my opinion, we should not keep him at all. Um, I mean, what's your opinion on this? He's 22 years old, though. I think he, um, yeah, I think he isn't that bad as just said right now. Um, I think he, um, yeah, did well some matches, but I didn't understand why he played with Schallenberg and Talhammer because the, we have like three defensive players, then a defensive midfielders, then on the pitch. So um, yeah. yeah, but I think we won't buy him because he's probably um, won't be that. Yeah, won't be. Um, what is it called? Um, cheap. Yeah, he. I think he won't be cheap. Yes. Why did I not get that way? Um, yeah, probably. I think he won't be cheap. So um, yeah, I don't think we are going to buy him. But he, um, yeah, he didn't flop uh, or did or not. Uh, yeah, or was bad in my opinion. He just, um, yeah, he he's. I think there's uh, no reason why we should buy him because, uh, yeah, we got some good midfielders and he's yeah too defensive and probably not worth the money we should we would spend on. So, um, yeah, so expect some uh, other, yeah, that we getting other players on the midfield position and not buy him in the summer. Yeah, we could honestly talk about this topic for hours because it's very interesting because, but I think we will move away from this now and we will talk about some of the matches that we've missed and most specifically how we have conceded the first goal. Now, there was a stat that I found where it took us something like 59 matches to win when we conceded the first goal. That was against Sandhausen. And then we didn't really help ourselves. We conceded the first goal against um, Heidenheim. Obviously, Jan Regensburg, we lost that 1-0. Conceded the first goal against Darmstadt and Karlsruhe. Um, Marvin, this needs to be solved because we're not giving the, ourselves the best chance to win the match, conceding the first goal. I think... I think um... Yeah, the reason why we concede the first goal is that we are the um, aren't the better team anymore. The first like fifteen minutes, and uh, yeah, the enemy, uh, the not enemy, the opponent <laughs> is um, yeah taking the chances. So um, yeah, I think we should just um, not be that passive in the first fifteen minutes and uh, should start playing with offensive football. And uh, yeah, the. This is usually the reason why we concede first. I mean, against Karlsruhe, we concede in the second minute. Against uh, Darmstadt also early. Against Regensburg, it was the first, the second half, so not, um, yeah, not early. Against um, Heidenheim, it was early. First 15 minutes, yeah. Yeah. It was also early. So we should, um, yeah, should go back to, um, yeah, be the offensive playing team in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, always. Because uh, yeah, it, it it usually ends in conceding an early goal, an early goal, as we saw in the last matches. And when we do not concede the first goal, we seem to win the match, and that's what happened against St. Pauli. I think we should 
of focus and talk a little bit more about this match. I mean, I wasn't really preparing to, but it was a very, very... I think, except from Union, this was probably the best Paderborn performance of the season, I would say, anyway. I mean, do you want to talk Darmstadt us through? Really Darmstadt was really good as well, but, I mean, St. Pauli, how many games were they unbeaten? Something like six or seven, and we went there and was really, really good. It was um, like we, um, yeah, we are very good at defending in the match. Um, even though St. Pauli hadn't that many chains in the first half, and in the second half, um, yeah, we just defended very good. Um, and uh, yeah, Ananu had a very good match, and Singular was um, yeah saving some some uh, chances. Them, so um, yeah, very good defensive game and. Um, Offensive, we uh, scored the yeah first goal early, and um, yeah didn't get the second penal the penalty to score the second goal, but then in the second half we um, yeah scored the second goal and this was uh, yeah kind of the winning goal because uh, yeah the deciding goal was a deciding goal so um, yeah was one of the best matches because we were good in the uh, defensive good and off uh, offensive we yeah we just scored the two goals so. It was the best. Uh, the worst thing about the match even uh, was the um, yeah that we didn't use that many chances. <laughs> For example, Wuzu had Wuzu, uh, yeah. two good, good chances in the last minutes, and we didn't use it. So um, yeah, that was the only bad thing about the match. But in the end, um, clean sheet and uh, yeah, very good win against a um, yeah a form um, a, a team that was very good in form. So yes. Yeah, it was quite funny how it was the first time we had won by two goals since we actually played against St. Pauli, so just shows how how they are our banter team really. We always beat them. Um <laughs> just want to talk about the um Do you remember the um go on. Yeah, the promotion season in eighteen ninety I think they were the only team we lost two twice against and now it yeah. is um yeah, <laughs> turn around that we won two times against them this season so yeah yeah just want to talk about the penalty as well that was not that didn't happen I mean it, it was really badly communicated you could say I mean n not really anyone knew why it was not going to happen but it seemed like it was offside I mean did you even think it was offside it wasn't really really clear for me anyway I think, um, yeah I think the um, it was like a uh, a few centimeters offside, so um, yeah, in my opinion, uh, just one of these things we um, we've seen a lot from VAR, where a few centimeters offside, or even maybe the same line, but uh, yeah, that it's counted as offside. But uh, I, yeah, I wasn't surprised because I know this from the VAR, um, but it was definitely unlucky, and I think nobody would have ex um, would have complained if it was um, yeah would have counted as the same line and uh, not offside so yeah but yeah i wouldn't say it was a wrong decision just um yeah a few centimeters offside as i already mentioned yeah and then on the friday night paderborn were doing their diversity week the corner flag had the um german words and there was some colorful like jerseys in the stadium it's quite cool but Paderborn did draw, and again, ex-Paderborners coming to haunt us, Marvin. 
Babaka Gay and Philip Hoffman. I mean, what did you think of this match? We re- I think was we really should have won. <laughs> yeah, the first half was just um, was bad. I think um, it c- we couldn't have uh, complained if Karlsruhe scored two or uh, three goals in the three three maybe not, but two goals in the first half. So we um, yeah, then the second half we were the better team and um, yeah, scored two goals to make a two-one uh, out of uh, yeah. How about Chris Furish? What a player! <laughs> what it was a fantastic yeah. goal. Yeah, it was kind of lucky that uh, yeah that the defender um, yeah that it went from the defender and the goal and not uh, really savable for the keeper. So um, yeah, but as you as you said, so um, yeah, and then in the last let's say ten minutes, Karlsruhe was the better game, uh, but the better team. They um, yeah. Had a penalty and single saved it, so we sh- uh, were thinking about it was the um, yeah the reason why we win it in the end. But then in the 19th minute, um, Jamie Lou Collins got a red card, a yellow red card for how do you say in English time play? One of the he worst was, red uh, cards right. I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it was just in my opinion. Uh, yeah, he didn't spend that much time at uh, trying to uh, throw in, and um, yeah was just if you get the first yellow card for this maybe but um for the second yellow card is always that you need to do more you know um just all yeah. yeah so um in my opinion ridiculous that it that is, is that it was a um, red card but um yeah yeah in the end i wouldn't say this is the reason why we get the uh yeah where we concede the equalizer but it is still a frustrating red card of course so though um yeah, yeah, it was annoying because Karlsruhe straight away went to the right wing where obviously Collins would have been, and then um, Wanizek got the cross in, and then Correa was not in position because Correa was trying to basically. Sean Lau went out to help. Correa was in the middle on his own, and then Babakage was literally open, and he doesn't miss. And yeah, I think the the red card cost us that match, and I could have finally tweeted my video, but doesn't matter because if we won it wouldn't have really mattered anyway but i mean as i already said yeah. i think red card was wasn't deserved but i want i want don't want to give the um give the fault to the red card that we um yeah conceded the equalizer so yeah uh, we actually didn't want to talk about the matches to, uh do yeah do we because uh, you talked about it in the first half or yeah okay we wanted to talk about the defending um, and conceding the first goal, but not again uh, over the matches. Yeah, I only wanted to touch on the Zampoli match and the Kalsra match just because of the diversity week and the Zampoli match. I think was one of the best performances of the season, so I think we had to talk about that. But other than that, yeah. it was a win against Sandhausen, two losses against Regensburg, Darmstadt, and a draw against Heinheim. So yeah, I think we can end the matches um, there. And... So there's a potential transfer. And I don't know much about this guy, but Marvin, I think you know a little bit. So, who is this potential transfer? Yeah, it was uh, Marco Schuster from Wild of Mannheim. Um, he's a defensive midfielder and 25 years old. So, um, yeah, it isn't officially announced, but some um, sources say that he's uh, going to um, join us after the season on a, a free, free transfer because his contract is um, expiring in the summer. And... Um, yeah, that he um, 
yeah, I think he's he could be a replacement for Ingelsson, for example, and that we um, yeah prefer yeah getting him instead of Ingelsson because Ingelsson would be uh, wouldn't be cheap. So um, yeah, I, I don't can say that much about him as a player, but I um, yeah I think he, um, he he could he could be uh, an offensive in a, could could play an important role, um, but could also just be a yeah a substitution player who's um, a backup player. So um, yeah, I think that's all there's to say about this transfer. Yeah, about this pot potential transfer isn't official now. Yeah, it could be an important transfer for us for next season, especially with um, possible a lot of players not being at the club next season, but could happen, could not. Um, next, we'll talk about the contract extensions to Shamilo Collins and uh, Unamaya. Shall we start with Unamaya, who, is it, was it a two-year contract or a three-year contract? Um, it's kind of bad that I don't know. One year. One year uh, I think right. we uh, should um, start with Collins because he was the, yeah, he announced contract extension first. So, uh, yeah, that was that, that to say. I think he's, uh, yeah, the contract extension is until 2022. And, um, yeah, I think it was kind of um, weird at that point because he um, did play for, like, eight matches, something like this, and he wasn't injured. And then he came back in the squad, and a few uh, weeks later, um, yeah, the contract extension got announced. But now he's an important player again, a solid player, who's also playing um, for Nigeria right now, isn't he? Yeah. he isn't playing he's on um, keys as a, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, can come on from the bench, but I doubt it because, I mean, who would bring a defender on? Um, anyway, at least he's playing for Nigeria. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I got that he, um, yeah, he extended extended his contract, but it is only until two thousand twenty two. So, um, yeah, who knows if he's going to uh, stay longer, or um, yeah, leave then. So, um, yeah, and then we should go over to the. Um, yeah, to Hunemaya, also a defender, who also uh, um, extended his contract until 2022. So, um, yeah, what is that to say about the um, extension? Well, when his contract expires, well, if it does in 2022, Hunemaya will be 37 years old. So I think he's going to retire as a Paderborner. 36, actually. Yeah, 36. I was getting confused. Yeah, yeah. But still, I think he's going to retire as a Paderborner. Do you agree with this? I think, uh, yeah, I could expect him to play um, next season, sometimes as a backup player, and then retire as a Paderborner. And, um, yeah, because he's 36. I don't know how he's um, still on. Maybe he even wants to play much, uh, yeah, a year more. Um, either at us or at a different club, maybe in a, um, yeah league that isn't and yeah that isn't that hard because he's getting older who knows so um yeah but nice to see that he's staying for next season and um would be will be exciting to see if he's um he's going to be a backup player or a still first player because i don't ec expect him to be a first um yeah to be always in the starting 11 as this season but uh yeah nice to have him as a backup player if he um yeah as a backup player yeah, I agree. Or even as a starting player, who knows? Yeah, he's had a brilliant career, um, winning promotions with Paderborn twice and then Brighton 
in England. I think he's he deserves this contract and um, hopefully he can play next season. Play quite regularly. I'd like to see him still playing quite a lot because he still fights and he's uh, he's one of the Paderborn icons in my opinion. Um, now they they were the extensions. We have to talk about the contracts that are expiring this summer. Probably, I don't know. It depends which you think about, but I think the biggest one is Stefan Baumgart. And when we didn't record podcasts, there was links with Schalke, and quite luckily, Schalke went another way and they went for another coach. But there is still the problem where Baumgart is not going to be here at the end of the season right now, at this current moment. And uh, Marvin is literally 100%. We need to give him the contract. Right now, like, have to now. Yeah, what did you ask? Because I, um, yeah, was reading something on Twitter. Baumgart, and, we have to give him the contract. Of course, um, I know that you were talking about Baumgart, but I didn't know uh, what you, yeah, were asking me. So, um, yeah, what should we say? I think he's, I think he's going to stay, and he, of course, I want him to stay. As a, um, yeah, would you say he's a, he's a um, club legend? You could kind of say this even if he leaves now, because he um, was kind of the uh, yeah main who saved Paderborn from um, yeah from the start league into the Bundesliga. So um, yeah, I think we could also call him a club legend if he leaves in the summer. But I expect him to stay and um, yeah extend his contract. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of um, weird that. Um, He's still thinking about it, and um, yeah, haven't hasn't um, extended it. <clears throat> but I, but I still think he's going to. So yeah. The problem I've got, and maybe I'm looking into this too much, but the thing is, if Baumgart was not thinking about not being a Padawan next year, he would have said about the Schalke job. He would have said, "No, I want to 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 stay in Paderborn. I want to keep rising with the team." But I don't know. It's I think it's it's also possible that he will stay, but it's really also possible that he might leave. And if he does, I mean, he probably um, will become a club legend and will be remembered forever as one of the people that saved Paderborn. Because I always ask the question: If Baumgart did not become a coach in twenty uh, at the end of that third league season, where would Paderborn be right now? I don't know if we'd even be. In the side of Bundesliga, I don't know if he'd even be in the third league. That's how it just such of a good job he's done, in my opinion. Be in the third league, maybe, or the second league, but never been in the Bundesliga, of course. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think we in the third league. So, um, yeah, what I also want to say is, um, yeah, that he was uh, participating in the podcast, um, yeah, Einfach mal or something like this from Tony Cross and Felix Cross. Which was uh, yeah, which I love to see because I sometimes listen to the podcast and it's quite a yeah, could you say famous podcast? Because I mean, Tony Kroos is one of the best player German players in the last um, yeah decade. So um, yeah, I like to see it. And he was talking about um, yeah, of course, also the um, yeah, if he's going to stay at Paderborn, and he said that um, he yeah he li- he likes the. Um, position he has at Paderborn and the um what is it called? Um the um yeah adventures he has. 
Um, but he's, uh, yeah, he also wants to see what he's getting uh, chances. But um, I think, as it sounds, he's, um, yeah, I think he's staying from, yeah, the words I, yeah, from his words I expect him to stay. But, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I already said, uh, it was nice that he participated in the podcast and, um, yeah, they were talking with him. Yeah, it's also nice that he's now on Instagram and um, really um, trying to, I think he tried to post every day uh, for the first four days or five days, but now he's kind of not posting as much. He posted a cool picture of him and his dogs. You can follow him at Stefan uh, BMGT. He's got 1,880 followers, so go and follow the best coach in the world on Instagram if you want. Now, uh, the next person, probably one of the most important players to this Padawan team right now, is um, Sebastian Sean Lau. There were links with him and Norwich City, of course. He's going to be uh, free for any club right now, unless Padawan offer him a contract. I mean... I think it would be stupid for him if he didn't move to a, a Bundesliga club or obviously in England as well. I think that would be quite fun for him. But if you're Paderborn, you have to be thinking now, just give him the contract because we are losing probably one of our most important players for absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, what should I say? Um as you already said, I think he's um, he definitely has the um, possibility to um, yeah play in a Premier, maybe not a top Premier League club, but uh, Norwich City, who are probably getting promoted, and yeah, uh, yeah or or a Bundesliga club because he's he's just uh, yeah in my in my opinion definitely has the potential to um, yeah to play at the at the club that is better than Paderborn. Um, but I could also imagine that he's, um, yeah, that he wants to stay at us and is expecting that we play in the promotion fight next season. But to be honest, I expect him to leave and, uh, yeah, join the club. He could be, he could do much better with. And uh, yeah, of course, I'd be angry with, but I'd also like to see him doing very good at a club that is, uh, yeah, playing in the Premier League, for example, like Norwich. But um, yeah, who knows? Yeah. I think Sean Lau will not be at the club next season, in my opinion. And um, he'll probably leave to the Bundesliga or Norwich. Um, last topic. Um, do we want to talk about this, or should we leave it for another podcast alone, players, who we should keep or not? I think this should actually just be a topic we should talk about at the end of the season, honestly. I don't know if it's right to talk about it now. Yeah, he, as you... Yeah, as you just said, uh, would be maybe better if we uh, talk about it in the end of the season. So um, yeah, then I think the topics are over. And how long did our recording? Yeah, so um, we recorded for about forty-five minutes. And if you did send what a voice you... message, because I did tell people to, we the next podcast that we will have, um, we'll do the voice messages because we can maybe get some more in. So we do the voice messages next pod and um, yeah that is the end of the pod so Marvin thanks for joining that was a pleasure for me nice it's good to be back and the next match is um, Nuremberg next next Sunday so we'll probably be doing a podcast for that I think what we should aim to do is do maybe podcast every two weeks every two weeks on Sunday or something 
I think that would be quite no, cool. Think, or Saturday or something. We, we should, I think we should do it as we want, and maybe sometimes even every week, uh, if we yeah, don't have much for school to do and have the time, and uh, yeah, we want to. So, um, yeah, but it could also be that we sometimes only record every second week. And yeah. uh, what I already also was also wanted to mention is that um, yeah, our game from against Nuremberg was um, rescheduled. It actually was on the sun Saturday, but then got rescheduled uh, to this Sunday. And yeah, now that the rest of the season was scheduled, is um, yeah, we know that we are not playing on a Saturday anymore this season. Did you realize this? We're yeah. playing um, raging about yeah, that. <laughs> like every game. Wait, I have to look against maybe against Bochum. We play on on Sunday, right? I'm not yeah, that sure. I think so. So yeah, yeah. The last four games we play on Sunday, and it is kind of that. Uh, yeah, the last um, the last play games were all on um, Friday or Monday, and we didn't play on the weekend. So um, yeah, and now we're not playing on a Saturday, which I uh, yeah don't like. Like because Saturday's the yeah, my favorite match day. Okay, okay, against Bochum we play on this uh, on a Saturday, but for the rest, um, <laughs> Friday, okay, s- s- Sunday, um, Saturday. Fr- oh fuck's sake! <laughs> well, I think that's a good time to uh, end the podcast because Marvin's phone's going. Um, I will talk about this. So we play on a Saturday. Uh, sorry, it doesn't matter. Okay, we'll add the podcast, so yeah. Um, we'll see you next week, maybe. I don't know. Depends what we want to do it now, but follow us on Twitter, all this stuff. And we'll see you next time.